Welcome to the Courageous Worth Podcast. I'm your host, Empowerment Coach, Ashley Baxter. Every Tuesday, I bring you interviews with inspiring guests, and every Thursday, I share a little message with tips to help you live with courageous worth because you are valuable and desperately needed in this world. Hey, it's Ashley. Today, we are recapping episode 19, which was the first half of my interview with April Garcia. April is an international business advisor, performance coach, and speaker on strategy and mindset. She's the host of April Garcia's Pivot Me podcast and creator of the Breakthrough Digital course on time management called Multiply Me. There were so many great things in our conversation that I had to divide the episode up into two parts. So I'm excited for you to also hear the rest of it. In this first part of the episode, we talked about her humanitarian work. There were just some really special stories she shared about the work that she's done and how she's used her voice and time to help others and truly change lives. So definitely check that out if you haven't heard the episode yet. There were a few things from the episode that I especially wanted to cover. One of those things is when we talked about how she used to be a scientist and how when she left that field to become a real estate agent and then later entrepreneur in different ways, she really had to deal with how she had put so much of her identity in being a scientist, in the prestige that comes with it, in the acknowledgement of education and all of these different things. And I completely relate to that. I have had times where I will describe a past profession, the profession I thought would impress anyone and list all these things if there was a situation where I thought someone maybe was doubting me, which it's sad, but it's full transparency that's true, how that I've done that before. You know, as I've been building my business, there's some people that have been like, at least I feel that they've been this way. They haven't actually said this, but <laughs> are like, what is she doing? Like, why would she try to create her own thing? Why don't she just stay in this profession, in this industry that she was in that had a lot of job security and great pay and all these things? And so sometimes I would find myself feeling like I need to address the things I used to do because I thought that people were just really questioning my decisions now. (laughs) And that all came from insecurity. And I don't know what you can relate to with that. But I know that there's probably something it might not have anything to do with a job, it might be, you know, so many people they look at their high school years as their glory years, maybe you were the captain of the football team or the captain of the gymnastics team, whatever it was, we so many times will draw upon these past situations and point to that and be like, Oh, but see, this is this is when I this proves I was great. I was I was really great here. This proves how smart I am. This proves how talented I am. And when the truth is that we are all those things, you know, whatever you, (laughs) your education, your, your specialness, your uniqueness, it's still there. And it really doesn't matter if someone else recognizes or not. Because one, I think some people are can see when we do it, people can see like, okay, you're really just trying to justify yourself, validate yourself right now. And so one, those people probably like, okay, you can say this, but you really don't have to, I don't really care. And then there are some people who do care. There are some people who will be judging you. But here's the thing is that one, they like you might meet all their marks (laughs) of what they think is adequate. But you also may not. Everyone is different in how they perceive things. And as I've said before, 
I can't please everyone. You can't please everyone. And so really, it comes down to us being okay with ourselves, with us knowing that we are good enough, us believing in ourselves, knowing that we don't have to prove anything to anyone and to stop doing that. I still do this. I will be honest. There are times when I have still done this. I I, I think I'm stopping. And I think after having this conversation with April, I'm like, okay, no, like, if I start, I'm going to just be very mindful. And if I start to say, yeah, but I used to do this, I'm just gonna I need to carry a rubber band on my wrist and just snap it. So my challenge to you is to think what are areas in your life that you either make excuses for something or you given these justifications or other situations to make yourself look a certain way explore that. What are those situations? Why do you do that? And get to a point where you're like, you know, I'm just not going to do that anymore. I don't need to explain myself. I don't need to prove myself. The next thing I want to talk about was when we talked about controlling your emotions. Now, when we were first starting to talk about this, I didn't know where it was going. I am very passionate about you experiencing all the emotions that you need to experience, especially in areas of healing and, and just anything where you would be cutting yourself off and numbing yourself. I'm not a huge fan of that. But as we continued talking, I realized that what she was really discussing was how we present ourselves in the different situations and platforms we have. And we hit on this in the conversation where a lot of it is thinking, how am I showing up? What is the purpose of that moment? So if you're giving a presentation at work or having a conversation with someone that's a very important conversation in your personal life, think what is the goal of that conversation, of that presentation? What is your main hope, Your what you would love to see come out of that situation? And then think, what are the things that could hinder that message from coming across? I mean, that could be a lot of things like what you're talking about, the reasons, but sometimes also our emotions can really play into that and it can mute the way that we want our message to come across. And so it helps to think about that ahead of time. I'm a huge, 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 huge believer in visualizing a conversation that you need to have and seeing how it could go, see how it could be interpreted, all these different things. And seeing, you know, when you do that, you also can sometimes experience those emotions that you have that maybe are just from the initial thought of them. But if you spend some more time with it, you realize, okay, I just need to kind of like get those out in the first pass. And now I'm good. And now I can really think, how can I hone my message? You know, if there's some things that I am very passionate about that sometimes it's hard for me to have a conversation with either not getting very angry or (laughs) very upset, like either frustrated or crying. And again, there's nothing wrong with those emotions. Those are my emotions that I need to feel and experience. But sometimes It's the certain situation where it's not the best time for them to be experienced, how it's really going to be hurting what I'm hoping to come out of a situation. And there is no one way, right way (laughs) to go about that with everything. Every situation is different. And it's this whole balance of seeing how can you honor your feelings? Do you need to honor your feelings in that moment? Or are they better to be honored elsewhere, you know, some private time or in a different conversation with someone else? And then just seeing how do you want to use that opportunity? You know, you can use those emotions 
but just in a different way, like not as raw. And it's something where you can be like, I am, I'm very passionate about this one subject or, and I get very upset about it. How can I use that to fuel my resolve about the importance of having this conversation, about the importance of getting my point across? And so my hope for you, (laughs) for myself, is that I would start to look at emotions a little bit more like that. Like when I'm very upset about something, whether that's angry or sad, and I can realize that it's so on the surface that it's going to get in the way of maybe a conversation I'm trying to have. How can I channel those emotions in a way that is still honoring them, but is also productive and honoring the conversation that's at hand? And the last thing I want to address is when we talked about being called on (laughs) about how there was the woman in the boardroom that was a really high level director, and she kept waiting to be called on that they were having this conversation in which she was the expert of the matter, but she was waiting for them to be quiet so she could raise her hand. And it did make me laugh because I do raise my hand a lot. It's and a lot of that has mainly been in conversations. And I think that's just me growing up in the South and being instructed not to interrupt other people. But the problem is, there are times when there's not going to be that space to raise your hand. (laughs) There's not going to be that pause that you're looking for. And you do have to interject. And there's a way to do that respectfully. But I love how April said how she does try to call on people as her being a leader. She just try to call on the people that she's leading and to let tons of voices be heard. But she tends to hear the voices that speak up the most. And I just love that. And I think it's just a call to if you have been like me in which maybe you're a hand raiser or you don't want to interrupt, you know, there's all these different things that realizing, no, like whatever the situation is, your voice is needed if you know that you can add value to that. So realize that sometimes it's more important for us to focus on what is actually the matter at hand, what is being discussed and how if you don't speak up, that situation is lesser for it, that it is not as valuable, it wasn't as informed, it it didn't go as far as it could have. And so realize that that's really what's at stake, and allow that to encourage you to speak up and to interject when you can in those moments. And if this whole concept of part of why you raise your hand or wait for those moments are is because of you're a little scared and you're intimidated, you know, just some confidence issues. One thing I love is what I call the sentence of no return. And I use this in multiple areas of life. So you may have heard me mention this before. But basically, I think of one statement that once I say that, it's past the point of no return. <laughs> and so just think of, okay, if I say this one sentence that If I just blurt that sentence out, I've one, gotten attention and eyes on me so I can have my voice shared. But then also it's past the point of no return. So this is happening. I'm telling you what I have to tell you. So those were some of my favorite nuggets from my conversation with April. I hope that you enjoyed the interview. I hope that you enjoyed this part of the conversation of me recapping what were some of my favorite takeaways and make sure to turn into the next episode when she goes over a lot of practical things that you can put into practice into your life. 
That wraps up today's episode of the Courageous Worth podcast with me, your host, Ashley Baxter. If you're enjoying this podcast, I'd love for you to leave a five-star rating and review of the show on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to the show. Doing so makes a big impact in this show's message reaching more people. Also, did you know that there's a video version of this episode? Well, there is. Just head over to theashleybaxter.com backslash blog to find it, as well as show notes for this episode. I'm so thankful for you, and I'd love to continue building a relationship with you. So please connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or TikTok at The Ashley Baxter. If this particular episode was very impactful to you, please share a screenshot of it on your social media and tag me. Thanks again for listening. Make sure you are subscribed subscribe to the show and tune in every Tuesday for interviews with inspiring guests and every Thursday for a little message from me with tips to help you live with courageous worth. Until next time, remember you are valuable and desperately needed in this world.